Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience, can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is Do Your Dharma. So in this episode, we're going to talk all about my guest, Aloise's journey. We dive into things like mental health And I've never quite shared some of this information, but I get specific downloads about mental health. And so I just shared a little bit about the energetics surrounding that. We certainly talk all about Dharma. What is it? Um, Some of the ancient texts about Dharma. And my guest touches on why Dharma is so important now, like at this time of change on the planet and how we can move through and move forward in life and how she recently changed her name, which I couldn't wait to talk to her about because this was occurring as I was booking her on the show. And for those of you that don't know yet, I changed my name about two years back. And so I was curious, um, since she works in the world of energy, why that change? And we reveal why she changed her name. And there was a lot of synchronicity between her reasons and mine. So we talk all about that on the show. If you're interested in finding out more about the frequency of your name, um, there is an episode, gosh, it's been probably a year, a year and a half ago, um, that I did on the show called Frequency of Your Name. You can search for it, um, but it goes into a lot of detail about the energy of our name. So more on that in a bit. But my guest today is Aloise Surfleet Middleton. Um, her mission is to empower people to do their dharma and create the life of their dreams. She is very much in the purpose conversation, inspiring people to look inside and discover their soul's calling. She's the co-creator of the Network for Transformational Leaders, which is a nonprofit peer group for people doing transformation work. Her life story is amazing. I really enjoyed connecting with her. We certainly speak the same language. And she's just gone full circle in her life after having a nervous breakdown in her 20s, suffering from depression, drug and alcohol abuse, you know, this type of disconnection and dissatisfaction from her life led her down a new path of really looking into personal development. And she has a 20-year background in business. She's built departments and companies from scratch. She was a shareholder in James Conn recruitment firm. Um, And she's just done many things which have all culminated at this moment to be a transformational leader on this planet. So with no further ado, Aloise Surfleet Middleton. Aloise, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Very excited about the conversation we are going to have. Yes, we've been connecting on Instagram and we've been just going, yes, yes, she's talking about (laughs) things that are important. Um, And so I'm thrilled that we are here and we're having this conversation. And there are so many things, um, you know, when you read somebody's About Me page, there are so many things when I was reading yours that I just 
feel such a kinship with. So I want everyone else to get to know you. So if you can share just a little bit about how you started talking about Dharma, how you came to this place in your life where you have an amazing podcast and you're coaching people and, and doing events. How did, how, what was the story that led up to this moment? Absolutely. Well, thank you. First of all, I'm really excited to be here with your audience. And I have to say the feeling is mutual. It's like a vibrational match coming on. Um, how I came to be led to this work is very much like what's happening on the planet at the moment. I, I very much had a breakdown to breakthrough experience. Um, my family had a long history of mental health issues. Uh, in the female side of my family, bipolar, mental health, suicides. Um, my grandmother was on lithium and in and out of asylums. Uh, but all of this was actually hidden to me, Shana. And in my 20s, I suffered very badly with uh, depression. And I actually had a nervous breakdown at about 22. Um, I had real feelings uh, for a gentleman that I worked with who was engaged to be married to another woman. And I internalized all my emotions because I was ashamed of the fact we were having this relationship. Uh, and it resulted in me having a nervous breakdown. Um, and then from the age of 22 to 28, I didn't really understand um, my depression and my mental health issues. So I was using drugs and alcohol as a way of escaping. Um, I was also what I realized now is very connected, but at that point in my life, I wasn't connected to my higher self and to my mission. Um, and at the 20, age of 28, I had a very big spiritual awakening where I was guided to where my mother, uh, who also had mental health issues, um, was, um, she basically tried to commit suicide and I was guided to where she had overdosed. Um, and when I say guided, I had like a voice in my head, basically telling me where to go. Um, and the good news was, is that we found her and we um, got her to hospital and we got her counseling and she recovered. Um, and the other good news was that it woke me up from my slumber. Um, and this voice in my head was a massive catalyst for me to understand, you know, how could somebody come through and just talk to me in that moment when I needed it the most? Um, and it sent me down a huge personal development rabbit hole um, and spiritual development rabbit hole and really kind of led me into the work that I do today. So long introduction, but the work I do today, um, I'm a transformational teacher and I'm a coach and I have a program called the Dharma Life Academy. Uh, and I've had about 100 women go through my program. Um, and essentially, it's a spiritual awakening for them. And I teach them about Dharma and how really we all came here to make a difference on the planet. Mm, I love that. So beautiful. Thank you for sharing all of that. Do you feel like um, looking at like your family's history, do you feel like there was, um, in, like let's say in your grandmother or your mother, like any type of like higher connection that maybe just Absolutely. Didn't mm. like kind of manifest like what, what's I'm just always curious about this lens because I feel like um, there are a lot of people like certainly in past times, like not in current times on the planet, they had connections to things and it was either like they weren't processing it well or it didn't fully they didn't fully understand it or the people mm. around them didn't understand it. So I'm just wondering, because this was in your family lineage, what mm. your vantage point is on that. 
Mm, yeah, thank you. Great question. Um, well, I my mother is very spiritual, but she's never quite connected to it. Um, in her values, in her way of being, you know, who she is, but she's never quite opened up to it. Um, you know, and I've been working with her in later life to help her connect. My grandmother, I think, I also think was the same. And I, my grandmother actually died of throat cancer. And obviously the throat is communication and speaking your truth. Um, and, you know, I know from my mom's experience that she, again, didn't manage to embody her spirituality. And, you know, interestingly for me, she comes through all the time for me now. You know, she's like one of my biggest guides in this life, even though she's obviously passed over. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely agree with you. I think it, in that paradigm and that kind of place in the world's evolution, you know, they didn't necessarily understand higher guidance and people having a gift. And so it was not something that they really embraced or knew how to lean into. Um, and I think the depression came about, actually, you know, I know in my own case, uh, the, our family had a very much learnt behavior around not expressing their emotions about bottling everything yes. up about, yes. about not speaking our truth um, holding everything inside um, and obviously I know from my own journey that if we do that you know it brings us down you know we 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 really are discombobulated and we're disassociated and we're not we're not um, the energy is not able to move through us correctly um, so, yeah, I really think that that impacted their mental health. Um, and I also know I came in to clear that. You know, I chose this lifetime to come in and really, I had alcoholism in my father's side of my family and I had um, mental health issues in the, my mother's side of my family. And I know I chose to clear both of those things. Um, That's wonderful. You know, it's interesting. I'm, I don't know. I mean, we didn't really talk about talking about this, but it's just coming up and I think it's really important um, because I've had, and I'm not going to say that mental health issues, like what I'm, I just want to qualify what I'm saying, because I'm obviously sure. not a doctor or a psychiatrist, but um, when I have seen into like, um, let's say manic depressive, like diagnosed people, um, a lot of what I'm seeing is a completely blocked, like emotional plane. So basically that person has experienced certain things in life. And they have mm. literally just either by way of, of growing up in a family system that just did not, you know, emotion wasn't okay mm. or growing up in, you know, even cultures, certain cultures where you're not as allowed to express or it's seen as, you know, disrespectful or not okay. Um, and so I'm just, when I see that, I see this immensely shut down emotional plane and just so much energy stuffed right over mm -hmm. all these years like you were saying about the throat you know the throat chakra and communication and truth and and eventually like what i'm shown when i look in there is like it literally like they show me like a switch over in the brain right where it's just like mm -hmm. something at some point just pops because you can't hold that much energy right like emotion is powerful energy and when you keep suppressing that and suppressing that, like something's got to give at some point. And so what I think is like, obviously the journey that we're all on is being more in our truth to connect to a greater truth, right? Which mm -hmm. is our higher selves. And Absolutely. I just find it interesting that like, you know, there's a lot of fear around that for a lot of people, a lot of fear around feeling their emotions. And yet one of the pathways, so like 
with someone like yourself who has this beautiful story where you got to clear a lot of this stuff from your familial line and you were willing to do the work and show up and feel your feelings and connect, right? Where maybe that wasn't possible for family members. And I don't know why that's important, but they just wanted me to say that. So there you go. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, and I, you know, I can only speak from my own journey, um, but I know myself, you know, I've had to reconnect to who I was and reconnect to my heart. And I had to do a lot of work on emptying myself out of all the backlog of unprocessed emotions that I had carried around, the trauma that I hadn't addressed. Um, and I think I'm not alone. You know, most of us have stuff that we box away, that we don't look at, that we're ashamed to sort of look at. And therefore it backs up. You know, the analogy I always use is, you know, you've got a glass full of water and, you know, we're seeing it at the moment. Unless you empty out on a regular basis, your emotions, and especially the lower level fear-based emotional vibrations, you know, they start to back up and build up. And of course, what we're finding at the moment is happening is where people haven't necessarily, they don't have a sort of clearing process of spiritual practice or some way of moving that, that energy and through them, obviously, when you ramp up external uh, pressure or external stress, which we're seeing on the planet at the moment, then people do, they freak out and stuff happens. Um, so yeah, keeping ourselves emotionally and energetically fit, I think is so important. Yeah, so important. So for those that don't know the word Dharma, and you talk about do your Dharma, what is Dharma? Sure. Well, let me tell you how that came into my life, because um, I, I went through this big transition, I woke up spiritually, I retrained, I did coaching, I did Reiki, I did all sorts of wonderful modalities. And um, then I studied the concept of Dharma and it was like, oh, wow, why does nobody know about this? Um, so the word Dharma is used in 18 different Indian languages. Um, so in Buddhism, it means the teachings, but I'm actually referring to the Vedas and the Vedic texts. And the easiest way to describe that is kind of like the Indian equivalent of the Bible. And they describe Dharma as the right path of action for the individual and for humanity. And when I started to study this concept, I looked at my life in a totally different way. And it gave me a kind of frame of reference, which was so simple, yet so profound. I couldn't believe that this stuff wasn't more readily talked about in the Western world. Um, so I'll give you a kind of... 101 of dharma um what they talk about in the vedas is that you've got seven and a half billion people on the planet but you've only got one you and actually you are completely unique and that is not by chance your passions and the things that you are truly passionate about and gifted in are the breadcrumb trail to your correct path in life now they always talk about the fact as well that when we're doing the things we love, we just, you know, life takes on a magical form. You feel happy. You know, it doesn't feel like work because everything you're doing, you totally enjoy. But also the fact that we're always being guided. So this right path of action, I like to describe as almost like the yellow brick road. And there's this beautiful yellow brick road guiding you to your highest self and to the most magical amazing life you could ever imagine and actually you have this inbuilt sat nav which is always telling you whether you're on that correct path or whether you're off that correct path and the way to kind of tell if you're on the correct path is 
you know, how, how excited are you about your life? You know, excitement for us is a compass. We should follow that and we should do the things that really excite us and light us up. And when we start to experience resistance, that starts to tell us that we maybe need to tweak what we're doing. So a kind of practical example of this would be, um, think about that job that you stayed in too long. You know, think about the job where you maybe just didn't want to go. And for a couple of years, like I know myself, I stayed in the job two years too long. Like I was scared to leave. My fears trapped me um, because I was scared I wouldn't be able to get another job. I wouldn't be able to earn the money I was earning. So I stayed in the job two years too long and it was hard. It was difficult and I didn't enjoy it, but I was scared. Now, what Dharma talks about is that resistance that I was feeling back then was just telling me that I needed to tweak and change something. And actually, when we understand the Dharmic principles, we also understand that we are supported. So as much as at that time I was scared to leave my job, you know, if I'd have understood the principles of Dharma, I would have understood that actually, no, I must listen to myself. This resistance I'm feeling is just a signpost and I need to change something. So there's lots of really good practical things that I've learned um, through the Dharmic teachings that I love to share now. I love that. And I, I really love the part, because this has been my experience as well, is the aspect of being supported. Like if you're on your, your Dharma, like there are support features that you can't even imagine, like that, you know, maybe in your old life, you wouldn't even think are possible. I call it the land of little miracles that happen. Mm -hmm. But can you talk more about this concept of being supported when you are continuing to, to take steps on your path? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I would totally concur with what you're saying, Shana, about miracles. I always talk about how magic and miracles are totally possible when we do our dharma. So I'm going to give you an example because I think um, practical examples are really useful. So in my own life, I run a leadership organization called the Network for Transformational Leaders. It's a global organization, about 60 members, transformational leaders from all over the world, about 15 different countries. And I've been doing that for the last nine years. And it's definitely um, part of my higher purpose, my reason for being. Like I remember when I first heard about the organization, I was so exhilarated and excited by it. I had no clue whatsoever how I was going to make it happen and come to fruition. But something inside of me said it was for me. It was really exciting to me. Now, I hadn't got a clue about these Dharma studies back then, but something inside of me told me I needed to go after it and I needed to make it my reality. Um, and this was sort of nine years ago. Um, and, you know, I understood the law of attraction and stuff by then. I was familiar with the secret and I'd, you know, I'd started to pull things into my life. Um, but what happened was I went after the thing that was truly exciting for me. Now, when we do the things that we are passionate about, that we are excited about, we put ourselves in a higher emotional vibrational state. And of course, when we're in this higher vibrational state and we tune our radio, so to speak, to the frequency of what we want, I truly believe because what I was doing was in service and it was something that the universe supported, you know, the universe looks for openings for people to do its work. And I set about writing a business plan. I remember working a full-time job at the time and I remember 
going in to see my boss um she wanted me to I think you know do I think it was like a contract that I was on and she wanted me to stay on and I remember I was so determined to set up this organization that I went in to talk to my boss um thinking that I'd have to leave and I walked out of that meeting having told her what I want my my vision for the organization and she gave me a three day a week job gave me two days a week to work on my vision um, and then obviously three days a week where I could still earn money so that was like oh I never saw that coming the next thing that happened probably about six months later is my now partner in the organization uh, basically got connected to me through a series of weird and wonderful synchronicities Um, kind of I had been sharing with a lot of people what I wanted to do and then a kind of friend of a friend introduced me to my now partner and this lady um, had run um, a very kind of prominent organization in the states and it was complete synchronicity and you know it was just one of those moments where you kind of look up and you go how on earth did that happen Um, and what I've seen through my dharma program is when we have the courage to get on this correct path and this right path of action and we are being our authentic authentic selves and we are shifting our vibration and basically doing the things that we're truly passionate about I have seen magic and miracles occur it's like this support from the universe comes in whether it be money whether it be um, I've seen people get grants I've seen people you know have connections out of the blue stuff happens and it's just incredible to watch yes yes to all of that it is it's incredible and I think you know in early days I'll speak for myself like you just don't have a point of reference for that. So like sometimes you say, oh, well, how could this, like you might be looking at something, right? And it's financially, you're like, how could I do this, right? Or you're looking at it going, how could I create something like this? I don't know the people or I don't know how to do this. And it's like, it is incredible as you first start to step into that frequency where things just come to you, right? Like you're starting to just attract Mm-hmm. everything that you need, all the resources, right? To create the idea or the concept or your dharma, like the thing that is is constantly in your mind and it flies outside of what you normally think is possible, right? Or what you might Absolutely. have thought was possible before. And so I always like, just, I love that we're talking about this because I think just hearing that that exists, even if you're listening to this and you haven't experienced it yet, right? In your life. Just hearing that it exists loosens our grip on on our current reality, right? And loosens Mm -hmm. our grip on, hmm, what if this idea, like for somebody that might be driving in their car right now, right? Or walking down the street and listening to this show, like what is that idea? What is that thing that's calling to you in your heart that maybe you dismiss because you go, I don't, you know, I don't know where to begin this or I don't have the money to do this. Just know that one step, like taking one step towards that courageously and then another step towards that courageously. It's the most extraordinary journey. Absolutely. And I'd love to build on what you're saying, Shana, because um, the Dharmic texts basically talk about the fact that, you know, we're at a critical point in humanity's existence. And, you know, with everything that's happening at the moment, I truly believe we are waking up. There's a great awakening happening. And what they talk about is that actually everybody on the planet has a part and role to play in shifting consciousness. So by you doing the thing, that idea that you're getting, 
that you think maybe isn't possible, that's actually your way of contributing to making this world a better place. And what they talk about is if you get enough people, at the moment you've got 13% of the planet who are in alignment or enjoying what they're doing on a daily basis. So you've got 13% of the planet who are enjoying it, but you've got the rest of the planet that are out of alignment. And if you imagine having a machine that had, my mass is terrible, it's like 87% of the parts not working, that machine wouldn't work very well. And that is what is happening on our planet. People have forgotten that they have a higher purpose for being here and that we are really all here to be of service to each other. But when you do that, when you have the courage to step into that, then this whole magical world that, you know, that you and I are experiencing, it just opens up and it's just so worth the journey. Yeah, I love it. I'm so glad you're sharing that. And I love that there's, you know, this beautiful text that you felt alignment with and connection to that talks about, you know, because I I don't know, I haven't read a lot about Dharma. I don't know personally about that, but that it feels just as me receiving what you're sharing, like really beautiful. It's like, oh, these are spiritual principles, right? That have been written about over the ages. And for us to, you know, step into that truth of remembering and mm-hmm. step into that truth of like our our soul self and to be honoring what comes through in service of humanity, like in service of this time that we're in is really um, important and powerful. And so I'm feeling that and thank you. And I also wanted to ask you, and maybe this is even just personal curiosity um, about your name. Uh Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, So so for those of you that don't know me, um, I, I, I'm Aloise Surfleet Middleton. I actually, Aloise Brooks Surfleet Middleton is my full full name. Um, I was born Kate Waters and in my 20s, I got the nickname Kitty. And interesting, like in my 20s, I went through quite an evolution once I spiritually awoke. You know, I really let, let go of my addictions. I, um, I suppose I completely shifted circles. I got into personal development and then I got the name Kitty and it felt like an evolution for me because I left Kate behind you know, the depression, the chronic, you know, the nervous breakdown. And I went into Kitty and it felt like an evolution. And then my work, my podcast, the Dharma Life podcast, I've interviewed 160 people on their journeys, looking to see how these Dharmic principles work. And the good news is, is that I see it time and time again. And the, the purpose of the podcast is to have share with people and to show other people how they can step into their higher selves. Um, but the reason that I changed my name was I interviewed this lady, um, who was a numerologist and she came on the show and she was sharing her journey. How, because how do you, you know, she was a classical musician and she got into numerology and now she's a leading Chaldean name specialist. Um, and I was fascinated by her journey. And when I interviewed her, she was saying that when we're born, we have, um, we're given a birth path through the date that we're born. So astrology would concur with that. You know, astrologers say that your birthday is almost like your mission. Now you're also given a name. And remember, if everything is energy, we are energy. Quantum physics has proven that we are energy. Everything has an energy and everything has a vibration. Now, when you start to um, clean up your act, when you start to awaken spiritually, you actually vibrate at a higher level. 
your consciousness shifts, your soul vibration rate increases. And what I discovered was that my name, Kate Waters, had a lot of addiction problems in it and also a lot of uneasiness of self. And it wasn't necessarily supporting me in my mission. So my mission is a reformer of society. I came here to reform society's ideals about how we should be living and what we should be doing. And I felt like I was very in alignment with that, with my work, with the Dharma work. Um, and so I decided to change my name and choose a name that would support me in the work that I came here to do. So the wonderful thing about this is you can, I, I kind of said, well, what do I, what do I choose? And she said, well, what is it you would, you would love to be supported in, in your work and in your life? And I was like, well, hmm, let me think about that. Like I teach people to follow their passion. So that's something really, I want to walk my talk. Um, the other reason for changing my name was really to play with this idea of a vibration. Um, I wanted to relax and let go of financial concerns and, and just relax into abundance. I wanted to feel comfortable in my own skin. I wanted to let go of my addiction issues. I wanted to be really healthy. Um, so all of that I could choose through a vibration and through a name. And that is the name Aloise Brooks Surfleet Middleton. Now, I changed my name a year ago, um, but I only came out recently. Um, I wanted to just get used to it myself before I told the world. Um, but in the last year where I changed my name, um, the day I changed my name, I felt the shift. I remember looking in the mirror and looking at myself and thinking, oh, you look really pretty. That's not something I usually think about myself. Um, and then over the course of that year, I went through a big transition. I decided to let go of another business I was running and purely focus on my coaching. Um, my husband and I went vegetarian. Uh, we also gave up alcohol. Um, and I suppose my health has become a lot more important to me than it was before. We're big into our yoga. Um, and so kind of these shifts have happened quite naturally. Um, whether they would have happened if I changed my name, I don't know. Um, but they're definitely, they're definitely a byproduct of what's happened to me in the last year. So it's been already a fascinating journey. And apparently it takes about seven years to fully come into your new vibration. But I have found I've let go money-wise. Like, it's given me a real freedom. Like, I just don't worry about money like I used to. So, so far, so good. It's so awesome. And this is why I was like, I have to ask you because I have a very similar story. So I changed wow. my name based on a Chaldean. Same really? thing. Yes. Wow. And I did it. I did a whole episode about it um, for those that maybe are newer to the podcast called The Frequency of Your Name. Um, and there was a very impactful, I, I love that we're talking about this because what started to happen for me is like, as I started to be more in higher frequency, I felt mm. less connected to my name and less connected for me personally, it was less connected to a surname, like meaning it didn't feel like the lineage of a surname, like a human lineage name felt of resonance like it and I know that sounds strange maybe for some people but it felt like um you know I had had both my last names my married last name and my maiden last name were harder to pronounce or harder to spell and so I always felt like it was that was confining for me and then I got to a place where I'm like I don't even feel like I really 
need have a need for a human sir last name, which was a very bizarre thing. And that happened before I even found out about Chaldean numerology. But the interesting thing is there are challenging numbers, right? In in that numerology system, there are numbers that bring about certain fortune um, and good luck and things of that nature. And it's a chosen name. And I thought it was really powerful, the concept of being able to choose the vibration that you live in, the name vibration. Mm. Like we are chosen, you know, we have names chosen for us by our parents or our caregivers when we're born. But what if you get to choose what vibration you live in now? And for me, Mm. there was a lot of, um, for those that know about numerology, the number four and eight carry a lot of karma. Um, you're, You're working through a lot of karma in this lifetime. And so I had had like many, many eights. And when I, I have an eight in my birth number, when I married my husband, my name became an eight. So there was just like this eight, 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 just so much. And the interesting thing is when I got married to my husband, there was so much work for us to do to really burn off a lot of old karma from both of our lineages. I mean, it was, it was tough, like not between us two, but just the stuff that was being processed was tough. And so I really started to connect to, like when the numbers were described to me, I was like, wow, like this has been my experience Mm, in this vibration. And we don't think about it as women when we change our name, when we get married, you're Mm. changing your vibration, right? Like of your name. And so I just really started to tune into this. And then um, I had a number of things happen in my life, events happen that were very impactful to me. And I you know, it's, it's a big thing to change your name, right? It's not something Absolutely, people take yeah. lightly, right? I mean, just even practicality wise, you got to change a lot oh of my stuff. God. The admin. Yeah. <laughs> like stuff you don't even realize, right? Oh. But, um, but yeah, it, I have the same experience that you had when I did it. I felt like this sense of freedom. I felt mm. like this sense of starting a new chapter. I felt Um, so much of old stories, like just kind of gently falling away over time as I moved out from that date. Um, And I felt like I got to define my own life. Like like who Shauna Lee was moving forward was my, my choice, my vibration. You know what I mean? Something I gifted myself. And so it was a very powerful experience. And when you were coming on the show. I was like, I wonder if she, you know what I mean? Yeah, felt like well, a lot it's of so the- nice to talk to somebody who else has done it because, you know, like, I've got so many questions for you now because yeah. you know, and it's all these things that you like. I think the freakiest experience I had, Shana, was um, the lady said to me, because obviously you, you shift your vibration so you go up, right? And she right. said, you know, oh, because I hadn't done my passport. I, d- I changed my name at Depot and then I was going away um, with my family and I was going to go and travel under my old passport. And um, Estelle said to me, I'll just be aware because if you imagine you're shifting back into your old vibration and it can be a bit bumpy, it's almost like turbulence because you, you've shifted, you've, you have increased your energy or vibration through your new name. And actually my soul vibration rate jumped. So I was measuring that as well. My soul vibration rate jumped. And then when I went to travel under my my old passport, it was weird because 
what I felt, and it was such a good experience, and I can share this with you because you won't think I'm completely mad, but I got to the got to Budapest. I was going to Budapest with my family under this old passport. I got there, looked in the mirror, I thought, yeah, I feel good. I feel like, you know, my new me, my new name. Um, and then what I noticed was well, the first night we went out for dinner, and um, I noticed how my mom, my sister and her, my mom's best friend who we were with, they were kind of like, you know, looking at the bill and they were splitting the bill and they were kind of working out who owed what. And, you know, and me as my abundant self wouldn't even think to do that, you know, and I was, but I could see and feel how money was responding to their stuff. So it was almost like how they were energetically with money was repelling money almost. It was a very weird experience um, and then what I noticed myself was over the course of the weekend, I started to dip back into my old way of being around money. And I started to feel myself getting a bit more kind of conscious of what I was spending and conscious of who owed what. And I also had loads of weird things happen. My phone broke. Um my oh I lost my keys and I, I didn't handle it very well like I kind of freaked out my husband and so we had this weird like bumpy weekend um and then the other thing that happened when I landed was almost like I went back into my higher vibration again because I was with my sister and my sister was saying oh, we, oh she really wanted to get this train when we landed and what we experienced was as soon as we touched down everything started to flow really nicely again and our bags came out first we managed to get out the airport really quickly we managed to get on this train um and it was an earlier train than we were anticipating everything just was really flowy again um, so it was such a strange experience, but it really kind of showed me the difference in my own kind of vibration over the course of the weekend. And then I think the final thing that was interesting was I went to pick up my dogs who were being dog sat for. Um, and I remember driving down the motorway and literally experienced literal um, turbulence. Loads of pebbles hit my windscreen and actually shattered my windscreen. Um, wow. Yeah, so it was very odd and very strange, but it really felt like this turbulence, you know, this whole, oh, she's coming back into a different vibration. Right. Yeah, it's so, it makes you like honor, you know, the power in the words, right? Like in our names, in our words that we speak, like there is an energy to that. And I think sometimes, you know, when you're starting, you don't necessarily feel that as impactfully as it feels as you start to get further, you know, down the road of the journey, because the most subtle shifts you feel, right? Like I feel and things that, you know, are filtered out a lot of times and you start to go, oh, all of this is happening, not only happening when a lot of people aren't witnessing it, but it's, it's changing things, right? It's, it's adjusting things. And so if we just start attuning ourselves, just even by listening to this, you're attuning yourself to, to hear the subtleties. And I really feel like that's what we're being asked to do is like, see the subtleties, listen to the subtleties, feel the energy behind things like, which is really opening up our heart space. So I think it's wonderful. I'm super happy you shared that. We could talk for like two hours Mm, about this topic. Right. I've got loads of questions for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. We'll have to do that. So, um, but anyways, I want you to share where people can find out more about your work with Dharma and the programs you have and your coaching. 
Oh, thank you. Um, so I have a program called the Dharma Life Academy. It's a seven week online program. Um, I kind of set it up because it's what I needed all those years ago when I had, my, you know, when I kind of first started to get into this work. Um, we've got incredible results. We have had people come to us who were feeling disconnected and maybe anxious, depressed, suffering with health and health problems, or maybe they just knew that there was more to life than they could see, but they didn't know how to access it. So we teach you the Dharmic principles. We get you on the correct path. And actually it's very much an awakening experience. Um, and then we have a community called our Dharma Mastery Community, where it's an ongoing process where we help you build the vision for your life. So that's incredibly satisfying and empowering to watch these people build their dream lives. We had one guy who came through our program who, um, long story short, essentially always wanted to be an artist, was told he was rubbish, worked for a film company um, through the course of our program, totally let go of the fact that he couldn't become a famous artist. And we kept on calling him the million pound portrait artist. Um, he now has manifested his redundancy walked out with a big package now is a full-time artist and he charges about three thousand pounds for a portrait so he's well on his way to being a million pound portrait artist um so i have that but you can come and find me at the Al aloise.life on instagram or the dharma life academy on facebook and we have a free facebook community that you are welcome to join Wonderful. It's so awesome. Um, so I'm going to ask you our four questions. We ask all of our guests based on the anatomy of transformation. And the first pillar of that is truth. And so I believe that when we discover a big truth, we have that awakening moment into a new truth, that it's a catalyst in our lives. And so what is a new truth that you maybe have discovered on your journey recently? What is a new truth that I've discovered on my journey recently? Well, at the moment, with what's happening, obviously, we're, we're talking, Shana and I are talking, and the UK has just gone into lockdown as of tonight. We've got to be, you know, staying in indoors. Um, I would question everything. You know, and my, my takeaway is it's really important that people find their truth. And by doing that, it's important that you look at what you're being told and what you're being shown and don't necessarily take everything as being the facts and being the true this path this spiritual journey is like an open secret but you are the ones that really have to step up and take the initiative and you know when the student is ready the teacher appears mm, that's so beautiful the second step is release which is what what is it that you had to release to look at those deeper truths, right? To not just believe what someone tells you or what someone wants you to believe, but to feel into those truths. Was it like a mindset? Was it a limiting belief? Was it ways that you've seen life or seen yourself? What, what had to go for you to really step into examining truth within yourself? I would say it was letting go of who I thought I was and embracing who I wanted to be. Um, I've, you know, I've kind of, my journey has been one where it's been really evident through how I look. That's been quite interesting. You know, I used to be kind of four or five stone overweight, um, have drug and alcohol problems, have really self-hatred, you know, and I had this dream that I wanted to be a, a global transformational leader, really making a difference on the planet and um, 
helping people and in running this organization and all of that dream that I held in my reality and in my head and in my existence has come to fruition. So anything's possible. We just have to believe. And what we believe, we create. You know, it's uh, this, they always say that um, seeing is believing, but it's not true. Believing is seeing. So if you believe that you can do something, it will come into your existence. Yes, so true. The third step is experience, which is that shift in frequency that happens when we release something that's no longer in truth or was never in truth in our life. The energy changes, right? Our energy changes. And so our experience of life changes. So when you look back at, you know, like you were sharing who you used to be being and how you were showing up and who you thought you were versus who you are today, what has changed in your daily experience? What is different in life? God, everything. You know, I used to float up out my body because I was so disconnected from who I was. And I, you know, I would, I hated myself. I literally hated who I was in my life. I didn't want to be on this planet. Um, it makes me quite emotional thinking about that time because it was painful, you know. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't change it for the world because it's been the most incredible, practical, hands-on learning experience that, we create our reality what we think what we feel what we believe shapes our reality and anything is possible and this is my mission Shana is to wake as many people up to that because this planet needs us you know we are a critical point in humanity's existence we need to ascend we need this planet to go into the Leo Aquarius stage and the more people we wake up the more this world will get better and better and better Yes. So much yes to that. The fourth pillar is align, which is really what keeps us in a higher vibration. Everything from rituals to practices, to the way we think about things, to what we return to within ourselves. What is it for you that keeps you in alignment? Uh, what is it that keeps me in alignment? My faith. I know I really believe I came here for a reason and um, I'm here to make a difference. And that centers me a lot you know especially recently I've been doing a lot of things that are out of my comfort zone but it's not about me it's about the people I'm serving and helping um so that faith really steadies me I would say really aligns me that is so beautiful I love that because there is a switch over where you have to get out of your own way because it's not about you it's about, you know, the people that you are helping or supporting or loving or showing kind gesture to, like, we can get really caught up in ourselves, right? Like our own, like, oh gosh, do I want to have courage here? I feel limited. I'm scared of doing this. I'm scared of doing that. And then you kind of pop into another space, which is a weight. Like this isn't even about my fears of doing something right or stepping forward or not having courage. This is about who are the lives that are waiting, right, for help or support that are going to connect with you, right? Like you have Absolutely. a particular special energy that certain people need your energy. They need you, the unique you. And so um, I think sometimes that really helps move us forward. If we can't do it within ourselves, we can do it Absolutely. knowing that we need to help other people. Yeah, Absolutely. I love this. Thank you so much. I could talk to you for hours. I hope I get to. <laughs> um, this has been amazing. Thank you guys for listening in and for being here with us and for you for sharing your journey and sharing your path. And it's just really beautiful. So thank you. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. And yeah, I look forward to having you on my podcast very soon. I know. I can't wait. Mm -hmm.
I'm Shauna Lee, and you've been listening to the Soul Frequency Show podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Soul Frequency. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful awakenings and positive vibes. Thank you.